Hello and welcome to another wannabe entrepreneur. This is the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. And as you know, my name is Tiago. I am your host. Today, I have a very special episode for you. An episode that took a long time to edit. That's why I am late, by the way. I normally release on Tuesdays. Today is Wednesday. But I really think that you will enjoy this one. I sat down with my co-founder, João Amaro. He is the co-founder of Indie Lottery. He's a guy that I know for more than 10 years. And we have been helping each other in our projects for a long time. And this was the first project that we actually worked together. So I wanted to get his opinion on what went well, what went wrong, and how hard or easy it was to work with me as a co-founder. In the end, we made a very important decision. The decision to either continuing with this project or to stop it. You will have to listen till the end to know. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let's go. Oh, I almost forgot. I I have more drinks. I, I have whiskey. Whiskey? Uh, yes, I have whiskey and I have a bunch of other alcoholic beverages. Ah, then we should drink some whiskey, no? But cider is fine, I guess. <laughs> Let me set the scene for you. We are at Chuan's place. He's offering me beverages. And his home is exactly the home you would expect a designer would have. Everything is very cozy, well-decorated, and actually... A lot of the furniture was built by João himself. We are both seated down at his couch and we start our conversation. Let's go back to the day when we discussed it working in the Indie Lottery. Yeah, so we wanted to build a business together for some time. And you had this idea for the Indie Lottery. And we were brainstorming and you told me about the Indie Lottery. Yeah. And we we figured, we, we came to the conclusion that maybe that would be a nice idea to explore because it got like 20% conversion rate. Yeah, exactly. It, that, 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 that conversion rate was the, my, our main focus was, was the reason why we, we decided to explore yeah. more that, that, that idea further. You, you built a very simple website, uh, only with text yeah. basically and very simple instructions. And you you posted you posted it on Product Hunt. Exactly. And the idea was for people who don't know the indie lottery. So basically, bootstrappers and indie makers they submit their website mm -hmm. and their email, and they get into a, a pool of indie makers with with their projects and, and things like that. And every day, uh, uh, a project is picked from the pool and is sent to all the the indie makers and randomly picked from the pool the concept of being random is really important because it's one of those points where we end up disagreeing further along in this project and you will hear more about that in this conversation i told joan that i had the idea for the indie lottery in the shower this is what he had to say about that yeah the shower puts your mind into a trance state i guess the the, the, the sensation of the yeah. heat from the water and the water dripping on your body yeah puts your mind in a relax relaxation state and I think that that makes your brain more open to suggestions. Do you think you have more ideas when you're relaxed? 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, one one of one of the treatments in psychotherapy, for example, hypnotherapy, is putting your brain in a very relaxed state so your mind absorbs suggestions and thoughts easier. So when you are too stressed, you lose your creativity. Right? Yes, yes, because you 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 lose your your focus basically. You, you, your mind is distracted with all the things that can potentially harm you and kill you. And this is a little bit off topic, but I, I think that's probably one of the reasons why music as an art form is so powerful because also it puts your brain in a trance state. Right. It, it gives you an, an atmosphere around around your senses, around your hearing senses, and and it puts your brain in a very relaxed state, so you, you are more open to the suggestions that the music is telling you. Yeah, it's true. I, I tend to reflect a lot while listening to music yeah about and depending on the kind of music it also changes on changes my mood and what i'm uh, thinking about right so it's, it's a more nostalgic kind of song maybe I, i speak i think about maybe the past or something like that yeah if it's more energetic i have more energy to do stuff in the future and as well with podcasts actually when i'm listening to podcasts sometimes i'm listening to others just brainstorming their ideas i get my own ideas Mm-hmm. So, in the shower, obviously, we cannot have the phones, and it uh, allows us to focus on, I guess, getting clean and mm-hmm. and whatever the brain then wants to go. This part of the conversation is important for two main reasons. First, it shows how important it is to rest because that is a crucial part of the creative process. As well, it shows how in sync Joe and I are. But that's not the only reason why I decided to make him the co-founder of Indie Lottery. Yeah, but I guess the reason why I wanted to work with you is because I know that you have the drive. Mm-hmm. So you will never lose motivation. Uh, at least that's my feeling. You're always there working your ass off uh, until like whatever, 5 a.m., getting things done. And I knew that that would be the case. So I would never have to worry with yeah you losing motivation. I think that's something that was one of the reasons why I wanted to to work with you. Yeah, normally that doesn't happen when I have a, a project that really interests me. Yeah. I am, you know, full full time on that. And and that project becomes basically my my hobby also. Yeah. And um yeah, I never I never approach it approach it as work. It's always fun. Yeah, it's you know, it's always fun. That's where my drive comes from. It's I'm having fun. Once you told me something interesting, I remember you said that um, starting an entrepreneurial project, and if you if you have already heard, by the way, the interviews I, I've done with Joan, I did two, uh, each one of them about a different project that Joan started. They're always very challenging projects, right? Like the last one Joan did was uh, bringing um, cookie dough to Portugal, which is kind of a sweet pastry kind of thing that is mm-hmm. fa- quite famous outside of Portugal. No no one knows about it in Portugal. And he, together with the co-founder, they brought it here. And it's like super challenging, right? Like starting a business that is not an online business, actually in the, uh, it's a restaurant kind of business. And mm-hmm. that's so demanding. And he never did that before. And one thing that you said once that I found really interesting is that for you, starting such a business is like traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it exposes you and your senses to completely a complete new reality, and that has the same feeling as traveling. Yeah, 
it exposes yourself to different situations and different people and different challenges. There's also that 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 uh, cadence of uh, there's always a new problem, a new situation to to solve. Uh, for for example, in in this cookie dough business, we opened the food truck and the coffee shop. Yeah. So there was always a lot of different challenges. For example, the, for the food truck, we bought a very old Piaggio, and me and my co-founder, we we built all the food trucks. So we built the box and the the doors and the the inside. Yeah. Um. So that that was a, that's always a, a process of continuous discovery. It involved a lot of DIY and you know a lot of design. I'm a I'm a I'm a designer, graphic designer, UX UI. So that also involved a lot of new different approaches in in design. We had to design the food truck. We had to design all the whole brand, the whole brand, and it's a very different approach as well. The brand you created is very um, ex extravagant. Yeah, say. it was very extravagant, very inspired by the '80s and the '90s. Yeah. Why? Did you want to start a project with me then? As you said, I have this drive for for building business and, and brands. Yeah. And uh, I've been working as a freelancer for like the past 10 years, but I always uh, decide projects. Um, and and recently I, I, I had this cookie dough business. I sold the business. And how, how is it? How was your relationship with your co-founder? Personally? It it was I guess fine. She was my friend for ten years. She's still my friend. We don't talk too much, but yeah, <laughs> She's still my friend. We just don't talk. <laughs> we just don't talk. But but yeah, I, I have nothing against her. Absolutely not. But professionally, it wasn't that that good. Um, she she was a great professional. I was a great professional too. But uh, at the end, I think that I was like. Um, I, I never take my biz my my businesses too seriously, even though I am I am very professional. I think you don't get too attached. I, I exactly that's 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 the thing. I don't get too emotionally attached, so I can I can get rid of my business if it, if they don't work. Like a true businessman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, of course. And my 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 co-founder was that was the project of of her life, and she was very emotionally attached. Her first project too, right? Yeah, her first her first project, and she was getting very anxious about everything, and she was working too much. She didn't have any sleep. She wanted to to get in the store earlier than she she had to do. She wanted to get out later than she had to do, and she was just she got addicted to work somehow. She was kind of addicted, yeah. Here we are again speaking about work addiction, an addiction that probably a lot of us indie makers have. And as you can see, it can really affect you mentally and even the business. Going through that in his previous business made João very aware of the importance of mental health. Listen to this. Sometimes I would just talk with you and say that I was also feeling anxious or something like that because of not only because our the indie lodger, but but because of everything that was going on, and you'd get very worried. You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're joking or not, but you'd no, be like, I wasn't hey. Joking. Make sure that it doesn't, you don't like burn out or something because I don't want to repeat the same situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because I've watched how how someone can get really ill due, due to a... How fast was it, by the way? Was it like from one month to the other or just gradually? No, I think it was like the first six months 
we're okay. The last six months, okay. yeah, things started to go downhill. Now that we established why João and I wanted to work together, let me tell you why we decided to start with the Indie Lottery. At first, João wanted to help me out with the community, the WB space, but that project was just too mature. It was really hard for him to just come in. On contraire, the Indie Lottery was just starting. I just had a very bad, ugly website with a good conversion rate. This was the perfect use case for João, since he could both bring his expertise as designer and as well use whatever we learned from the Indie Lottery in his own UI UX portfolio. We started with a proper UI UX analysis. One of the first things that caused us, caused us some confusion was why was the conversion rate so high? Why did we, did we have... Uh, 20% conversion rate. So one of the first things I, I did was try to understand why people were so motivated to submit right. their projects to the India Lottery. First of all, we, we defined basically a goal, I think. We had a very high churning rate. Is it how, how you say? Churn, churning, churning rate, churning. yeah. A lot of people were dropping every... Because there was an email being sent every day. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were... like At least two people would drop out every day. So we had a, we had a high churning rate... We didn't have any business plan, right? And uh, no, we we didn't have any way to monetize that that website. Yeah. And we also wanted to convert more, even if the conversion was already very high. So that 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 was our three main goals. So the first thing we did was to interview some people, people that were already exposed to the indie lottery, and try to trying to understand why they submitted their projects. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've also interviewed two two of them. Uh, I think I think yeah, two of them submitted their their project, but they they unsubscribed. So that was also important to know why. What did we learn from those interviews? Yeah, we learned that there are two two customers. We have we have two types of users. We have a user that is very enthusiastic about Indie Lottery because it's, it's an opportunity to to have free marketing. So basically they submit their projects and they don't care anymore for the Indie Lottery. They don't check their emails. They just they just open the emails if they open the emails just to see if they won. And we have another type of user uh, which is interested in the Indie Lottery to get inspiration from other projects. So yeah. that is, is actually invested in opening the emails and seeing what other indie makers are doing. And that seemed to be like the ratio was like 70 to 30%. Like 30% of people actually were interested in the lottery to see other people's right. projects. And this was the groundwork, the work we did before even starting to write one line of code. After that was time to build. And this also gave us the opportunity to explore new tools, I worked with React and Gatsby and as well Tailwind CSS and João worked with Figma. Here is what he has to say about the tool. It's awesome. It's better than any other yeah. graphic software I've used. Yeah. It's wow. better than Illustrator and Photoshop. And a lot more intuitive. It flows it flows a lot better. And it has a very good integration. It connects the developer and the designer. Exactly. Yeah. Very yeah, well. yeah. Very collaborative uh, yeah, tools. Yeah, very collaborative very, yeah. and uh, we can take, for, for my side, I can easily take the colors, 
and the margins, <laughs> and, which yes. is something uh, that we'll discuss, I guess. It's, it will be definitely a topic of discussion here. So you built the design, which was basically a landing page. It was only a simple landing page design where we would explain what the product was. We had a form where people could submit their project, and then below people could just like see all the listed projects. And then in the back end, every day, we use SendGrid to send an email to the winner. And you also worked in, in SendGrid to, to make the layout of the newsletter, which you loved, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> SendGrid, is, it's really bad for design. All sorts of bugs and really hard to, to get things done as you envision them. I remember Joan always being super frustrated, like, this is shit, Tiago, what the fuck? How ca can't I just uh, use Photoshop or something? Was, um, and I was like, ah, now you know. Right? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my world, the developer world, with like trying to figure out shit. But in the end, I think the design was really good. I have worked with Joan many times before, but he never ceased to amaze. The work he did for the Indie Lottery website is almost a masterpiece really really good when you look at it easy to understand to read and a lot of people really gave us amazing feedback about it however i understand that uh, it's not easy not everyone has the access to a designer a ux designer especially for free or as a co-founder but there are other alternatives and uh, that's a really good bridge for today's sponsors which is the magic website lab from Yanis, our fellow indie maker Yanis. And today we'll be speaking about a particular feature of the magic website lab. In the previous sponsor slot, we spoke about his audit service. Today we are going to speak about his templates, more specifically his card templates. Card is a no-code tool that allows you to basically create beautiful one single page websites and even though you might be able to do those there's a lot of things that are not battle tested that people just do not understand like where the button should be how big should the copy be things that only designers understand thankfully yanis is a designer and he prepared all of these templates for you you can just go to magicwebsitelab.com templates and pick the best template for you. Then you get an email with all the add-ons that you need. And upon one click, your template will magically be imported to cart and it's ready to be used by you. As indie bakers, our biggest challenge is most of the times our time or the lack of it. So everything we can do to optimize our work and make everything good from the start is always a plus. So nowadays, there's really no excuse not to start your project. There are no-code tools and there are these amazing templates already made for you. But if you still need a little bit of motivation, here it is. You can have 15% discount on all Magic Website Lab products, including the template. You just have to go to magicwebsitelab.com and uh, upon buy, just use WBE Podcast and you'll get the 15% discount. The links will be in the show notes of today's episode. And speaking about buying, 
I didn't tell you yet how we plan to make money with the indie lottery. And to be honest, I will tell you something that even João didn't believe. We were able to make money even before the go live. Did you think that we would be able to make money even before launching? I'm always very skeptical. I think that's a good thing about businesses because I've, I'm always trying to find reasons for them to, to fail. So I, I, I was very skeptical about, about getting our first clients, but, but your audience first approach actually was great for this. So yeah, I, I, I didn't have many expectations. So the idea on how we wanted to monetize it was that there's a section on the website with four slots Each slot is a product and it's a paid product. So uh, people would pay and they would both be featured in the website and then as well in the newsletter for seven days. Like the whole week, people would know about their project. And we also wanted to bring to give something to the readers. And to do so, we asked the sponsors to also give a discount. So they could just add their discount. And when people would get the newsletter, they would see, okay, there's a 20% discount in this product, 30% discount in that product. And we did get it. We did get uh, three people to to sponsor the newsletter. So we made a whopping 60 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And then I used the community as well uh, as another slot, but I didn't pay. <laughs> After making our first bucks, we made our launch. It was a very launch, a uh, soft launch, I guess, only on Twitter and to a few friends. Here's João speaking about the things he was able to learn from our go live the, the first thing the first thing i noticed was that the the churn reduced a lot so that goal was met that that happened since we started to post the sponsors with the discounts right. and that that was something that i've learned from the interviews that people could be interested in discounts with uh, from from really cool products and um and it, it's interesting because In the last two weeks, we haven't worked on the indie lottery, so our sponsor slots are pretty much they don't they don't change. And in the last two weeks, we lost like 20 users. So so that that tells me that the sponsors uh, updating the sponsors with yeah. nice discounts keep people around. So yeah, I, I noticed that. I also noticed that <laughs> you didn't have a lot of patience to yeah. to implement the design, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, the margins were all messed up. Yeah, but 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 I think you did a, a great job overall. The structure was there, and I I I, I didn't go easy on you. I I did a, a like um, a design with with overlapping elements and things like that. That can be quite challenging to position and and. and Yeah, you didn't care too much in the beginning. I, I didn't. <laughs> But you also didn't know, right? So I think that was also also kind of a learning process. Uh, I explained what the framework, I used Tailwind CSS mm -hmm. to do it and yeah, yeah. what you could achieve with that and like basically structure everything into the, the 12 columns and everything. Um, and and you, you started working that. But that's something I think really interesting. I think it's something that was present in the whole project, which was Drone saying, Tiago, you should focus more time with aligning the margins because this one should be 10 pixels and it's like 20 pixels and um, and me saying, no, that's not a priority. We should just focus on other things. We should focus and bring traffic to the website. And uh, I was not patient and I would get annoyed with like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do this. What was your reasoning? Like, why did, 
did you care so much? I totally agree with you that that wasn't the priority. So the prior the priority was to bring traffic to the website. So in that regard, I completely agree with you. The thing is, since I you know I'm I'm a brand designer, and my one of my goals was to build a brand that uh, conveyed professionalism and 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 uh, to build a, a website that people could trust and and that would send the right message because one of one of the things that i had in mind was so this website is called lottery right and it's possible that people only by the name you know get get like uh it can scare, scare people away for sure it can be feel a bit scammy a bit, a bit scammy yeah so if 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 people got into the website into with that that scammy uh, perception that that scammy feeling and they saw a very messed up website with the margins all over the place and things that were not aligned um i thought maybe that that would not convey the right impression and here we are our first disagreement as co-founders sometimes we would have heated arguments almost punching each other no it didn't it didn't get that far but i could really sense joan's frustration sometimes so I decided to ask him about it. Did, did it bother you? Was it something that you would go after seeing that or having a call with me and think, fuck, I'm tired of this shit? Mm, no, nah, not exactly. Um, I got a little bit frustrated at times, but not to the point that I, I wanted to, to argue. <laughs> <laughs> Come to my place and or... punch me in the face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, um, like for me, it was fr definitely frustrating as well. I think that was definitely uh, our biggest um, kind of disagreement. Not only, but maybe the first mm -hmm. disagreement on on uh, on the process. Like, okay, I don't want to do that, uh, and you, and I could see that you were frustrated as well, and I was also frustrated. This could have been the start of the downfall of the Indie Lottery project. This kind of frustration start to accumulate and then they snowball and then we both end up losing motivation. We had to find a solution, which we did. Joan had asked me this times and times before, but I kind of ignored it until I finally took the time to teach him Git and to teach him how to manage our code and deploy it. Since João had some experience with CSS and a huge drive and will to learn and fix those margins, he was able to do it in amazing speeds. Yeah, I think that that was what we were needing. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you, you have no patience, you have no motivation <laughs> uh, for design, design, design tasks. And I have all the motivation for, for designing. The thing is, like, it's very interesting because I I like seeing things um, looking good, mm -hmm. but I don't have the patience to make them look good. I think that's yeah. that's the issue with everything in, in yeah yeah. In that's life. why we are a good team. Yeah, definitely. We have like matching skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. For everyone who's needing uh, a developer and a designer, <laughs> we are now open for for work. Uh, we are accepting freelancing jobs. So, uh, call Tiago. Wow, you're doing your first sales. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. No, I suck at sales, but yeah. 
This is true, by the way. If you are looking for a team to help you implement your projects, send me a DM. After this, our next challenge was to bring people to our website. A challenge that is unique to our business. No one else has the same problem, right? Wrong. I know that this is like the biggest problem for everyone. But João was coming from a different kind of business, right? A restaurant kind of business. So he kind of didn't know the basis on how to get makers into our website. I taught him about indie hackers, Twitter, Product Hunt, all of those platforms that we know really well. And he was really frustrated. This is not his cup of tea. He does not like to start conversations with people and to make this kind of sales speeches. So we sat down and we came up with a strategy. Yeah, so you would you would have all the tasks related with social activity. Yeah. You would promote uh, the indie lottery on Twitter. And oh, I I also ah we also had that that agreement where I would find uh Twitter handles and you would send DMs to to all of them. Yeah. So the first like in that week I got like 600 uh Twitter handles you would go on Product Hunt and then find so the people on Twitter. Yeah. So so basically, I went to Indie Hackers. Yeah. And I went to their products page, uh, and I I I went I went through all the startups there, and collected all the tweeters from yeah. the founders. And he was like sending me a list. We still have a lot of lists that we didn't use because then what I would do was I would get the list of people. I would use Hivoe to send bulk messages to people. Asking for feedback. I just yeah, say, that, that, but that, that's also important. We we didn't simply, we weren't simply uh, letting people know about the indie lottery. Yeah. We were actively asking for feedback, and we actually gathered a ton of valuable feedback, which I have on my Figma file. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and true. and we that's and 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 we implemented a, a lot of 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 those feedbacks. Yeah. Um, that's true. So this is something that I took from my interview with Marie from Tally. Uh, that is, was already published, but that's something that she also did. So instead of just going around and asking directly, hey, come check my website, which is very spammy, we ask for feedback. We say like, hey, um, Ivoe allows you as well to personalize the name. So I would actually put the name of the person and I would say, please give me some feedback on this website. And a lot of people would give, as Juan said, great feedback and they would subscribe. Because mm-hmm. the conversion rate was great, and these were our target users, so a lot of them would subscribe. And this would was bringing how many new people per day? Between five and ten people a day. Yeah. So things were working well. We found a strategy to get people into our website. The conversion rate was still working. But then we started having another disagreement in regards to what the website should be. If you remember in the beginning of this episode, I told you about the goal of the Indie Lottery at least for me. The goal was to make it truly random so that you, as a maker, even without any audience, you could showcase your product. But João wanted to do things in a different way. He wanted to adopt similar strategies to Product Hunt with upvotes and likes. So I took this opportunity to confront him about it. Yeah, uh, the thing is, I I never opposed the the random selection for the indie lottery so the idea was the winner could be completely picked could be picked randomly from the pool the thing is from our interviews and from our serving 
one of the things we noticed was that people thought that the products were a little bit, some of the products that they were receiving on their email were a little bit spammy. And even for me, when I go to the Indie Lottery and I try to search for cool products, the cool products are mixed um, with a lot of unfinished yeah. products, low quality projects, projects that are completely spammy, that 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 with websites that you don't even understand what they do. Yeah. So this lack of of quality control, I think it, it's really not not good for the indie lottery. So that's why I was I was pushing for a voting system because I thought the community should be involved in filtering what what else. And and the the thing is all all platforms where people post things like from Facebook to YouTube to basically every social media has some sort of upvoting system. Either they have like upvotes or or likes or whatever, and and that's something that I think it's really missing on the lottery. That doesn't mean that the winner is not picked randomly, but I think we need some sort of filtering for quality. Right. Even though we had this little disagreement, things were working well. In the first month, we were able to make more than 200 bucks. People would pay to get their products featured in both the website and the newsletter for seven days. However, this was hard work. I had to go on Twitter, DM people, and do one-on-one sales. I would try to sell the sponsors. But I soon realized that this was not a long-term strategy. I couldn't do this forever. And then our biggest problem started to rise. We didn't have enough traffic. How could we get a source, a very sustainable source of traffic into our website? Here's João speaking about it. If, if we are going to be reasonable, that, that's pretty much our only problem. Because our, our conversion rate stayed true. very high, yeah, like true. 20-25%. Our sharing was very low after we, we introduced the, the sponsors yeah. uh, with discounts. So basically the... the... But I, I would also agree, uh, argue, sorry, that um, mm-hmm. people start churning because we're sending every day. It's too much, right? So uh, we waited and tested for one month or two months, but maybe only after three months people would start churning because they would get annoyed. They'd be like, oh my God. That would okay. require some further so, testing. Yeah, exactly. So maybe even if you had different sponsors, people would be like, okay, but uh, it's annoying. It's yeah, but much. but for example, Betalist, in, in our competitive analysis with it, I subscribe to these competitors. Yeah. And for example, Betalist offers the possibility of receiving the newsletter. They also have a daily newsletter. Yeah. But they offer the possibility of receiving the newsletter every, every seven days. Yeah. So that's something we could implement if we noticed that that was happening. Yeah. Yeah. All of our brain power was focused on this, trying to bring users to our website in a sustainable way. We started to play around with the concept of the marketing loop, this idea where our users would bring their friends and friends of friends and so on. One of the ideas we tried to implement was to get the winner of the Indie Lottery to tweet about us. We would actually give them a free slot, a free sponsored slot, if they would tweet about us. However, this did not work really well. Here's João. If if the sound agreed, stats are right. And and like the numbers and stats should be everything we are we, we should look at. Yeah. And if the numbers of sound agreed are right, 80% of people open our emails. Yeah. 80% is a lot. So that means that 
eight in every ten winners open the emails. Yeah. Right. And and the email is very simple. They 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 open the email and the email says they yeah. won the indie lottery and then like with large uh, with a large fund we you won a free sponsor slot. Yeah. So I I don't see any particular reason why people would not want that offer. Yeah. I mean that's. That's the challenge of starting a business as well. Like, there's so many questions, yeah, things yeah. that we just don't understand. Like, why are people doing this and not that? Like, why is why is that their behavior is like this? Maybe the statistics are wrong. Maybe we are missing on something. This is also somehow what excites us about building a project. It's like a challenge. I, I guess we would have to ask these winners why they didn't want to. That's also a problem <laughs> of calling your website Lottery. Yeah, uh, it gets that's children true. in Then many... we also realize that Lottery is maybe not the best name. Uh, we also tried another approach was to start having badges. Uh, so we would, and we still, it's still working. Basically, uh, we measure how many views each product has per week and we send a badge to the winner. So it's like, hey, you are the winner of the week. Uh, and the idea is that they would add the badge to their website, Yeah. Uh, which I don't think anyone did as well. You are you are sending uh, weekly those yeah. badges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you sent how many? Like three or four, since we have launched the, the the badges. I guess yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe that that's not a a very high sample yeah. to do to to take conclusions from. But yeah, but the badges look look so nice. And <laughs> why? why would not people want to, yeah. to post on their website? It's <laughs> always. <laughs> 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 Not getting these rights turned out to be a huge problem. Christmas came along. I got busy with holidays and my freelancing projects. And the motivation started going down. It's funny how sometimes co-founders argue about things that actually do not matter. And one or the only thing that actually matters is traffic. Bring people to your website and make them happy. Here's Jerome speaking about it. It's interesting because sometimes we lose focus and we start we start uh, like wondering what kind of features should we we implement yeah, and yeah, so, but yeah. that's not our problem and we, our we, problem are the margins. Our, <laughs> yeah, the margins. <laughs> when you decided to change the color, like, hey Tiago, now instead of this uh, purple, let's use this other purple. <laughs> yeah, that's just for consistency, but that's that's an investment in in in. Long term, I, like. I wanted to kill you. Like, oh my god, <laughs> you want to change this purple to the other purple <laughs> because the website was using many different purples and, <laughs> and many different similar purples. You can't do that, right? And, um, and you can see how that is a, pr a purple, a, a problem. I mean, yeah, yeah. And with this terrible purple joke, we entered in the most crucial part of the conversation. What is the future of the indie lottery? Like for me, I think it's a waste of time. <laughs> okay, that's the conclusion. After the this moment, conversation, okay, let's... Let not after this conversation. I think we could do a lot of things, as you said. And we have this problem to fix, which is getting traffic. Yes. But I, th I just think it will be a wild goose chase. Like we'll be trying to find... Uh, the, the solution will spend so much time into something that maybe will just not work out. Uh, and I don't. I think that we should still work together, building something else. But I guess like in every project we can build, I think we, we are going to reach that conclusion 
what what kind of what, what kind of feedback would you expect the business to give you to not reach that that conclusion when i take for instance the people that i've interviewed uh, let's take the example of notion forms yeah um i mean he got 1k mrr or something i don't even remember but like a very good amount of money in the in the first like month okay okay immediately like a lot of people were using it like thousands of people were super interested like it just exploded from the start but but did he did he have the traffic yeah everything okay but how did he got the traffic it was just the right product people were excited about it but how did he post uh, where did he post it the the notion forms he had already a couple of people that were interested but it, i guess he shared you have to listen to the interview but yeah, I think yeah. he just shared on uh on social media it was like we did but people it was also the viral loop right so people that would use the forms and then they would share it and then the form would have uh, a little tag saying this is a notion form and then people would say oh what is this and then they would click and then they would use so it's it had a very good inbuilt viral loop okay okay uh But, and then, of course, it grew from 1K to, I don't, I don't remember, like 100K per month, per year or something, or even more. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what I want. You know, I, I feel that we have the skills, we have the knowledge, the drive, the motivation, everything. So that's what I'm hunting now. I, I don't want to hunt another... So you are hunting a viral loop? Is that, is that what you're hunting? Yeah. A, a product that has a viral loop or... Or maybe a B2B or something that pays a lot because that's we, mm -hmm. what we both need as well, right? Like we are in this stage of our lives that we, uh, yeah, being an indie hacker entrepreneur is super nice and fun and we love it, but we need to make money. We need to make real money, not like 100 bucks. Um, so I don't know. I feel that it's, it's we put a lot of work in Indie Lottery. The website looks great. Everything looks great. But I think maybe it's just time to kill it. Because we might just be wasting time. Mm -hmm. Well, um, if you want to kill it, go for it. I, I'm okay with that. Uh, we can you move on. At the moment, <laughs> <laughs> we can move on to the next idea. That's fine to me. Uh, I just uh, I, I feel like we haven't tried, we haven't worked enough on the indie lottery to reach the conclusion that it's not going anywhere. But for example, when I when I when we decided to sell my cookie dough business. We we had already tried pretty much everything that could come to our minds yeah. to to you know, to make more money. We we had already like we we had already advertised in like every place that there was to advertise. We had already you exhausted all the possibilities. We exhausted. But the thing all, is, like, yeah. is it really at this point of our lives? Is it something we want to do? But I think you, you could exhaust the possibilities in like four months with Indie Lottery. Four months a lot. Because if it, it's four months with Indie Lottery, then four months with the uh, next product, and then another four months, we don't have that many four months, right? Yeah, I think but, it was Danny Vasado. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. But, you know, the, the odds of building a business that is successful, like that notion forms, it's so low. But why is it low? Because you are bet betting against the market. It's, it's, it's a bet, like entrepreneurship, like uh, buying stocks in the stock market or buying Bitcoin or whatever. It's, it's a bet on the market. If the idea is good, if the idea makes money easily, people will figure it out very fast and the, the market will be saturated very fast. So it's, yeah, it's still a gamble. We are also living in the era of a lot of new things like ChatGPT, for instance. Yeah. There or Notion, for instance, Notion is something that was a tool that was created not long ago, and and they opened their API, and there is a lot of people making money with Notion, 
because you were the first. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure if that if that's not a fallacy because uh, in in every history of of mankind, there's always the opportunity for to to make a new technology. That there's always new stuff. As you can hear, Joe and I have two different schools of thought. Joan thinks that we should keep pushing. We should try to exhaust all the possibilities to make sure we try everything possible to make the indie lottery work. I don't think the same. I used to think the same way, to be honest. I used to be the kind of guy that would push and push. But now I think otherwise. Maybe the problem with entrepreneurship, the reason why so many people fail is because they are too attached to their ideas. Here's me speaking about it. I think it's more the opposite, actually. I think people are just too afraid to kill their their darlings, to kill their projects. They just they have that exact mindset. They think that no, I need to continue because then people say will say that I'm a quitter and like even myself. I, I I'm I'm doing the community in this podcast for more than a year now. The community, it's. It's barely making money. Why don't you kill it? And, uh, exactly, because I'm too attached now. It's a problem, right? Um, and still, like, people around me, sometimes they say, like, yeah, Tiago, you just don't give enough motivation or determination. You just kill projects too often. Yeah. They say that to me. Uh, because society thinks that you need to stay, stick with things and, and continue, but I think maybe that's just wrong. No, I, I think, I think bo both are right, uh, probably. They are to there are to approach there are two approaches and um, there are good reasons for for each approach I guess. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm very passionate about the community and now I'm too attached and I have clients. But with the indie lottery, I'm not there yet. Right? Like yeah, we put a lot of work, right? So we put a lot of work. The website looks great and it. it I don't want to kill it, right? Um, but to be honest, I think it might be the best. Yeah, we can just we move not, on. Just not attached. Yet enough. Uh, I don't know. I would just maybe. I, wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't focus too much on that now. Maybe that's a mistake. Yeah, maybe it is. But that's that's uh, betting, entrepreneurship. It's a bet, and yeah. sometimes you have to make the decision. Sometimes it's the best decision. Sometimes it's the wrong decision. It is what it is. It is what it is. This is the end of my conversation with João. And as you could see, everything points towards the idea of stopping the indie lottery. Of course, that it will still run in the background, both of our computers and our minds, in case we find a new light for it. But for now, I guess we'll focus on other projects. One of our ideas is to build our own consultancy company to help other makers to build their projects. This is, of course, not our main indie makers goal, but it's a great way for us to both make money, help other makers and to get new ideas to really understand what is missing in the market. One thing is for sure, Joe and I worked really well together and will most likely work again in other projects. I hope you liked this episode. If you have any feedback, comments, or questions regarding our co-founder relationship or the indie lottery, please send them my way on Twitter, 
Tiago da Bibi. The link will be in the description as well. Join us in the WB space, the community for indie makers. Myself and João are there together with a lot of other makers from all over the world. It costs only 10 bucks per month. And you can not only support this podcast, but as well meet other makers. If you want to sponsor one episode of the WBE as well, the link will be in the description. You can also DM me to ask for the details. And make sure to share this with all of your indie maker friends. I really hope you like this episode. It took me a long time to edit, but you deserve everything in the world. <laughs> this was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next time. what it is.